Welcome to the campfire, the only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction in exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The next story is posted by user that one weeb from r slash erotica. The title of the story is My Father Made a Mistake Over 30 Years Ago. I Made That Same Mistake. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. I'm admittedly not very good with introductions, so I'll just come out and say it. This is not a joke. This story is true, and the parts that take place before my birth is from multiple people in my family confirming the truth. I'll introduce the people involved. I will not give their real names. There's my father. There's his girlfriend, Sarah, and her daughter, Brittany. There's my dad's aunt, Jessie, my great aunt, and my mother, Lindsay. It all started over 30 years ago when my father was only 10. He started to take an interest in Ouija boards and everything occult related. His aunt, Jessie, who was between 13 minutes 14 at the time, agreed to play with him. In that little house in the backwoods of Maine, they asked the board questions and the spirit answered. Until final aunt, Jesse asked another question. When will I die? My father recalls watching the planchette move to spell out 15. They decided to stop playing, but they didn't close off the game correctly. They never said goodbye, they never even turned it upside down. They put it back in the box and called it a day. When aunt Jesse turned 15, she was riding down the road on her boyfriend's motorcycle. A car appeared as if from nowhere and hit him head on, killing Aunt Jessie. But the weird thing is, her boyfriend survived. He was in front and still survived a head-on collision. My father has no idea where he is now and can't remember his name. So I had to resort to asking my grandmother. Aunt Jessie's sister. She confirmed it at 15. She died in a motorcycle crash while riding with her boyfriend. My father told me that to this day, that doorway is still open. That every family that has moved in there and has a child, the child dies at 15. It has been happening since they played with the Ouija board. I have not been able to confirm this apparent curse, but I'll leave an update if I find anything. From then on, my father made the worst mistake of his life. He developed an infatuation with the Ouija board and would even play it alone. He learned about the spirit's world and how the veil that stopped them from harming us was thin. He once played with an Ouija board alone while he was at a friend's house during a party. He had been taking acid and eventually had to pee. He stepped outside and walked into the trees. As he was doing his business, my father saw something crouching a few feet away, staring at him with these piercing yellow eyes. He's the type of person who likes to fight, especially when he was younger, and he thought it was one of his friends. He challenged them to reveal themselves. The thing stood up, and my father said it was far taller than any man he had met. He had run back into the house with the thing chasing him. He flung himself into the basement, where he told everyone else. Of course, no one believed him. But when he played with the Ouija board alone later that night, he asked if he was speaking to the creature from the woods. The board told him yes, and so he asked another question. What is your name? This is where he caught my attention. The board spelled out a name I was familiar with, and it worried me. Azizel, the demon with yellow eyes. Look him up, and you'll see I'm not lying. 
Later on, five more attached themselves to him. He doesn't remember how, but he knows Lilith came to him in a dream. And that app of them was because he played with an Ouija board alone. The others he told me were Lilith, Baphomet, Beelzebub, and Abaddon. There's another, but it refuses to tell him its name. Abaddon is the demon of misfortune and doom. It's been trying to kill him for years now. He said he always sees the same thing before something happens. A flame from the corner of his eye, hovering over two horns from a human-like face with red eyes, pale skin, and sharp teeth. He believes it was an archangel that protects him. Michael, specifically. I believe it, too, because I saw him in one of my dreams, and with some of the things that nearly killed him that I personally saw. It isn't normal. Like the other day, when he fell 15 feet from the top of a building he was insulating at work and still managed to survive because of a cable that had been there. With his hands, he managed to slow down enough to survive, not break anything despite being old with back problems, and still walk away. And as for the fifth demon that never revealed its name, I can only describe what he looks like from the pictures my father has been drawing. The same damn drawing for over 13 years. It always has two small horns and an angry scowl, as if it were screaming. Its teeth are sharp, and it has a nose ring. There are no pupils in its eyes, and there is a pentagram scratched into its forehead. I've seen that drawing since I was a child. Sometimes, he would just set whatever he was doing down and draw it. I've been seeing it since I was five, and I'm 19 now. Just yesterday, he drew it exactly as I remembered. He had been drinking, too, and yet he drew it as if he had stared at the original drawing. And now, let's get to my story. I asked both my mother and my father about this multiple times throughout my life when they were separated, and they have both told me the same thing. I'm lucky to be alive. When I was an infant, somehow I'd nearly always be in danger. Lindsay, my mother, told me that once a television had slid over the edge of a nightstand and nearly crushed me as I was watching cartoons. The only thing that saved me was the plug still connected to the outlet giving her enough time to move me out of the way as it slammed into the ground. And I wasn't even safe at night, either. One day, Lindsay heard me crying in my room. She went to check up on me, see if I needed something. When she entered my room, my body had slipped through the bars, but my head was stuck inside the crib. Here's where it gets weird. My body was sticking straight out like I was lying on a table. I don't know any baby who was that kind of neck strength and I highly doubt I ever will. She brought my father, who tried to pull me out alongside her. They both told me this, even after my parents spilled up. It was like I was being pulled to stay in place. It ended with my father having to break the wooden bars to save my life. Now that I'm older and have done my research, I know that was Lilith trying to take me. She is known for taking the firstborn infant and causing miscarriages. My father ended up sleeping with me almost every night after that. Lindsay had a miscarriage, and finally, my little brother was born when I was a year and a half old. My earliest memories, I can remember a few. There would be times I would see shadows moving around. I always assumed it was my parents, and I still think some of them were. But there is one thing I will never forget and it was something my brother saw too. Two things, actually. The first was when I had been climbing around on one of my shelves. My little brother came in, and I made a wrong step while I was talking to him. I fell from the shelf head first, 
heading straight for the floor and some toys. I remember the feeling of being caught, and I landed safely on the floor. A few years ago, long after this, I asked my brother if he remembered that, to which he agreed. But the second one was not as sweet. It would happen randomly, and I never got a hint at when they would appear. It led me to be very terrified of my bed and my room as a whole. During the day, I would sometimes see a pair of red eyes staring at me. No matter if my light was on or off, it was always pitch black under there, and those red eyes would be watching. I told my father, and he said it was my imagination. I believed it, but that changed one day when I was sitting on my bed with my Game Boy Advance SP, playing Frogger's Adventures. My little brother came in, smiling and laughing like he usually did. But once he stepped into that doorway, I looked up at his face. His skin had gone a ghostly white, and his eyes were wide with terror. He was staring straight under my bed. He screamed and ran out crying, and I knew immediately what he had seen. I jumped off my bed and booked it out of the room. My father told us there wasn't anything there, but after much begging, he let us sleep on the couch. What I didn't know was he took an Ouija board into the bathroom to talk to that archangel about keeping us safe too. There were a few more moments where we would both see someone standing in our room. Nothing dangerous, just someone standing in the corner or sitting on something. But one of the scariest moments was after Lindsay and my father split up. He got together with this one woman who I refused to name. She had two children. At 14, I was the type of person who didn't have very many friends. And with us living in rural Gray, Maine, there weren't many houses nearby. There was, however, a large graveyard right next door. Lovely. Sometimes I would go for a walk in the woods. It would be fine until I got to this little stream. I would always have a feeling of unease wash over me, and I would become uncomfortable. One time I crossed the stream and tried to go further. I got shivers down my spine, and every instinct screamed at me to run. The feeling that something was watching, and it wanted me gone. I sprinted back to my house, and I never left for the rest of the day. I hated going deep into the woods, and would never be far from the house after that. The only time I did see something was on a sunny day one summer. I was playing with those two kids I had mentioned before. The oldest was closer to my age, and the other was around three. We were playing around in this sandy patch when I suddenly got that feeling in my stomach. The feeling of being watched. I turned my head up the hill and towards the woods, scanning the trees with my eyes until they stopped. A man was leaning against a tree. His arms crossed as he watched. His face was covered by some sort of white wrapping, with a hole for his right eye. He was staring straight at us. I remember standing up, still looking at that man. We need to go back inside, I had told them. The older one had looked up at me from the spot she was playing with her brother. Why? I shook my head, not wanting to scare her or her brother. It was the last thing I needed. Just go back in the house. Something is wrong. She looked like she wanted to ask more questions, but stood up anyway. I picked up the three-year-old and began walking towards the house. It was then the oldest finally followed my gaze. Her eyes went wide and her face was pale, but she somehow managed to stay calm, and we went back inside. I locked the door behind me, and we watched television for a while. When my father came home, I and the older kid told him what had happened. He looked at his girlfriend before grabbing his machete and going outside. When they came back, my father pulled me to the side so no one could hear us. What exactly did you see? I told him about the strange man. 
I asked if he knew who he was. My father avoided my question and didn't answer it. I still don't know if it really was one of his demons or just some random creep. But he had told me I likely saved those kids. When he went to investigate the spit, I had seen the man standing. Footprints were leading to the graveyard. And now we skip ahead to this past summer. I remember I was sitting on my bed playing video games. I had just finished work and was waiting for my roommate to return. At the time, I had been struggling with religion. I believe something is out there, but I don't agree with parts of Christianity. Except for my father, who is not religious at all. Everyone else in my family is either Christian or Catholic. I just didn't know what to believe. Eventually, my roommate came back, and he handed me a piece of chocolate. Here, try one of these. I looked at it weirdly. What is it? Shrooms covered in chocolate. I take them for spiritual purposes. My roommate was a Norse pagan. I knew he had experimented, and I was admittedly curious. He believes in what the Vikings believed in. I popped it in my mouth. It was the first time I was doing anything other than wheat. It took a bit, but finally, the trip came. My room crumbled away, and I could see space. The countless stars, the nebulas, all of it. I began to panic. I didn't know how I was breathing in space. But then my head rested on something soft. The first thing I saw was the lap I had fallen on, and the hand coming towards me. The skin on the hand was rotted and gray, and the fingers were long, longer than any human fingers should. She touched my hair softly, dragging her long fingers through my hair. I looked up, and I saw her. She wore a gray cloak, like what you would expect to see from Lord of the Rings or something similar. I couldn't see her face, but I could see her hair coming out from the hood. They were light blonde and looked soft to the touch. I asked her a bunch of questions, and she never spoke a word. She would only nod her head yes or shake her head no. I asked her if I was going to be okay, to which she nodded her head yes. I had never felt that feeling before. The feeling of being so small and powerless as you stood in the presence of something with strength unimaginable to you. She sat there with me, comforting me the whole time. This is the one part I never admitted to my father because he would have called me an idiot. But I found myself wanting to be with her for a really long time. My thoughts eventually grew sexual, but before anything happened, she faded. And that was when I saw the goats. It was the head of a screaming goat. There was nobody, just the head. And then my vision faded, and I was in a cathedral. I was looking at a row of pillars as I walked down some sort of hall. On top of the pillars were statues of goats standing upright on two legs, with their front legs pulled to their chest and the head bowed. I saw the strange woman again, but her head was waving around wildly. And then she faded. And that's when I saw him. The golden wheels with red eyes. They were angels. Most people think that angels all look like humans. But the truth is they don't. They are a lot more different than us. That's why I believe I saw real angels. They were throne angels if you want to look it up to see for yourself. Those angels, as my father told me, were very likely sent by Archangel Michael because I was in danger of becoming weak enough to be harmed. I ended up taking a shower until I finally came down from my high. I told my roommate, and he believed it to be one of the fates. That was why I converted to Norse paganism. Because I had believed I saw one of the Nords. It wasn't. The next demon attached itself to me after I made the same mistake my father did. I played around with an Ouija board. It was me and one of my friends. I had been accusing him of moving the planchette. And he grew angry with me. 
He released his grip and told me I could play it by myself to see that he wasn't lying. He rolled over on the floor and closed his eyes as I played. What I wasn't aware of was that he had been listening. I was surprised when the planchette began to move. I asked a couple questions, and the board answered some of them. But then I asked it a question that I really regret. Are you a demon? The planchette began to live towards yes before it stopped. It started to move towards no, and then back towards yes. It got close enough to almost be able to consider it the true answer. I demanded the domain answer my question, but it wouldn't. Not knowing how to close the game properly, I stopped playing. My friend sat up and looked at me. What the fuck did you just do? He asked. I shrugged my shoulders. It really did move, and I started to get a bit creeped out. So I stopped it. My friend lacked up the board and told me we needed to leave. I agreed, and I the car he told me if I felt strange. I shook my head, and he sighed. He told me that because I had closed the game wrong, he was worried something attached itself to me. I was relieved, too. But we were both wrong. The very next night, I had one of the worst nightmares I've ever had. Something that kept me frightened throughout the entire day. In my dream, I was trapped in the middle of darkness, with a red cloud of mist providing the only light source. The red mist was everywhere. It was up, down, left, right, forward, and backward. It was hard to see through, but I could hear something growling at me. And finally, when I turned around I saw it. It looked like someone was standing on their toes and had placed their hands on their shoulders in a self-hug, except throw a thin sack of flesh of that, only leaving the feet exposed. The feet and bit of legs I could see were rotted and decayed, thin and stiff. It was growling, and I knew that despite its appearance, that thing was very much alive. And then my vision flashed before my eyes, and I finally saw its head. Many human faces looked as if they had been melted together. It was growling, despite the mouths being closed. And finally one of the mouths opened, and it screamed the most awful scream I had ever heard in my life. When I woke up, I still remembered it. And now we come to yesterday. My father had yet to explain to me these demons. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And he came to me with a question. So why paganism? Just curious. He asked me. I grinned. I was always excited to talk about the Norn. Because during a trip, a one came to me who I believe is one of the Norns. The Sisters of Fate, I explained. My father snickered. Oh, yeah. What did she look like? Her hand looked like it was decaying, and she had really long fingers. I did not see her face under the hood, and she had light blonde hair. My father had stopped what he was doing and looked up at me. It's worth noting that I've never seen my father taken completely by surprise. The only thing he said was, oh, no. He told me exactly who that demon was. It wasn't a Norn, it was Lilith. Before I could explain more and try to defend her, he started telling me more things. Before I could even tell him, he told me she never spoke and even touched my head the same way she did. He asked me if I saw anything else, to which I started explaining. When I reached the goat heads, he showed me pictures of Baphomet on his cell phone, 
the same goat head I had seen. He told me the angels were Archangel Michael protecting me when I told him about that. But when I got to Azazel, he was a bit confused. Because I never saw the fleshy sack thing's eyes. We don't really know. He told me the red fog led him to believe, and that it could be Azazel. Who am I to argue? He knows more about this than I do. But then I told him about how I met Azazel, through the Ouija board. My father looked down and said I made the same mistake he did. When I asked what he was talking about, he finally explained to me the other demons that are attached to him. He told me about Abaddon, Beelzebub, and the unnamed demon. After he finished, we talked a bit more about the subject. My father warned me that when my first child is born to keep an eye out because Lilith will be trying to kill or take them, and to prepare for miscarriages. That was when he caught his girlfriend Sarah's attention. Sarah asked what he was talking about, and my father explained. This is something I've been aware of for a long time, but always assumed it was terrible luck. Sarah has had nine miscarriages in the three years my father and I had been together. The last girl had 13, and the others before that had at least one miscarriage. I already knew about that, but I never assumed it was a demon. At some point, Brittany, Sarah's daughter, had come out as the clock struck midnight. Christmas was finally over. As Brittany was talking to her mom, a toy began to blare music on the floor. It was one of my baby brother's toys, and no one was touching it. There was a button you had to press to get the thing to work, and yet it did it all by itself. Sarah just laughed it off. What the fuck? Then came the banging and thuds. We heard something hitting the walls and floors inside the house, and the sides of the house outside. All four of us had looked over in the same direction when we heard it. The Christmas tree has this box that plays Christmas carols nonstop when the switch is turned on. If it's turned on, that thing will never stop playing Christmas music. It doesn't take a break. But all of a sudden, it blared out a small tune, and the television flickered before losing the signal. My father began to stand up, and I looked at him. What the fuck is going on? He didn't even look at me. He grabbed an Ouija board and five white candles. He stood in the kitchen with these grasped in his hands. She's here. While he was playing with the Ouija board on the other side of the house, we heard the banging sounds, and the TV still had its problems. But when I went to call someone, I couldn't hear them. They could hear me. My phone is almost brand new, aside from a few scratches. And the video chat was crystal clear, smooth as silk. No glitchy bullshit. But I couldn't hear anything. I ended up putting my phone away and waiting it out. Brittany wasn't leaving her mother's side, and I was a bit worried about dealing with this throughout my life. My father came back after the noises stopped. It was Lilith. She won't be bothering us for the rest of the night. He explained. He said a few warnings to me about the others, and I listened. But there's one thing I've been thinking about. I've seen Lilith, Baphomet, and Azazel. That means that if my father's demons are attaching themselves to me, there are three more. Beelzebub, Abaddon, and this strange one who will not say its name. That unnamed one, I've been trying to find it. It has short horns curved upwards with no hair, sharp fangs, and an angry expression with a nose ring and eyes with no pupils. There is a pentagram on its forehead. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels and a blessed day.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.